This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. Good afternoon. Today is about the sacrifices of the past to remember those who came before us and all that they've done so that we can live the way we have and do and the way so many around this world only wish they could. But before that, Monday is also Zoomer Squad Day here on Zoomer Radio. David Kravitz. Welcome, Vice President, Zoomer Media, Peter Mugridge. Hello again. Hello, Bob. Senior Editor, Zoomer Magazine. And the smart one of the bunch, Marissa (laughs) Lennox, Chief Policy Officer of the Zoomer Advocacy Group, CARP, who said, I ain't coming in for this. I'm doing it by phone. You guys can worry about the snow. How are you, Marissa? I'm doing well, thank you. In fairness, I happen to be moving today, so it's uh, and and so who's this? I'm not exactly that smart since I'm moving in the middle of a snowstorm, but that's oh, all right. Okay, but uh, we'll just uh, we'll just move along. We won't uh, comment on that. Then it's uh, <laughs> it's all about the timing. And in this case, uh, if the weather only would have held off for about a day for you, it probably would have been better. Maybe I'm sure. Anyway, first up, okay, Boomer. Uh, Gavin Day mentioned uh, it during the. Tee up on the news, the viral phrase on social media, which is an online eye roll, I guess you could say, to uh, to boomers. And apparently we might even be seeing this if it's not already on clothing and, and elsewhere soon. Now, personally, never heard of it until the other day. Now, have any of you? We'll start with you, Marissa. Uh, no, actually, I hadn't heard it before the other day, if I'm being honest. No. David? I read about it online pretty much as soon as it hit but i otherwise nobody's used the phrase in my presence yeah and, uh, and peter I, well i i don't go on tiktok or or uh, instagram <laughs> that much so, <laughs> so yeah. I, but but we have run stories on it on everything zoomer.com and and it, it, for a couple of weeks now and, it, and it's become a thing you know it, i'm just wondering where this all come from guys you said you read about it we have yeah. run uh, a couple of stories it's, where it's did this like come a, from it, it it seems to have risen on social media. It, they they've sort of located it on TikTok, which is is, is a very young person social right. media. It's, right. it's like a teenager one, isn't it? Right. And anyway, and and it, it's sort of like um, it's like a whatever, you know, like took the word right out of yeah, my mouth. It's like yeah. you know, you're you're talking about uh, issues that you know. I, I don't care about uh, okay boom or whatever you know move yeah, on like uh, brushing somebody off yeah, politely exactly. Exactly. or maybe not so depending on how you take it because yeah. when someone asked me and said well what what do you think does it bother you I went no uh, it's meant to be an ironic sort of an eye roll you know whatever you say chuckle 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 you know right. yeah, yeah. dismissive it's meant to be but and then and then someone used it to come off i don't think that the, was... in in the new zealand parliament someone used it she was she was being uh she's a young mp and i i think she's in her 20s 
and uh, and she was being heckled for her stance on on the environment and she said okay boomer as if to say you know you're whatever you're saying is is irrelevant you know yeah it's almost like a pat on the head too type of very thing right you know very, very condescending, condescending. Yeah. marissa now that you've heard about yeah. this a little bit more i mean oh what do you make sure. of it well for starters i find it terribly rude i mean i would never dismiss someone like that but uh you know at carp um Obviously, a core part of our mandate is to fight against ageism, and that's not just fighting against age discrimination in the workplace. That's everything from stereotypes about, you know, uh, you know, for example, seniors are technologically inept is a stereotype we hear often, and and or someone saying something seemingly innocuous like, "Oh, I've forgotten, I'm having a seniors moment," and I think that that would sort of fall in this category. Like, I think that it 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 to an extent drips of ageism, but at the same time is is somewhat innocuous, um, though I should probably defer to the to the boomers on the panel. You know, do you find it offensive? Are you offended by a statement like yeah, that? Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, David or Peter? No, I, I, I think also this is part of a very old, thousands of years old dynamic between the generation. You always had uh, young people rolling their eyes at the elders. You always had the elders shaking their fists at the young whippersnappers and saying, "When I was your age, I walked ten miles to school through the mm. snow." So we have we have quotes that date back to you know Herodotus, five hundred B.C. The Greek historian saying he had no faith in the future of the country when he <laughs> took a look at the young people who were coming on <laughs> on board. They're rude. They're they're disrespectful. So this is an old old theme. What's different this time, I think. Is that the millennials, this is not a new thing. This is the culmination of a lot of intergenerational anger because unlike the past where the old people really were on their way out, uh, now the old people are sort of still powerful, are still staying in the game and are yeah. perceived by the younger people as getting in the way and really blocking, yeah. materially blocking progress. So that's the serious side of it. But otherwise, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. I Peter. mean, the... It, it come like they're they're competing for jobs where you know boomers are still working right and we have a boomer president in in the states and and it's just like it they they're ready for for that older generation to move on and it's not moving on and I think this is just a and it always used to move on it always by used now. to move yeah. on this and time no. Not, no so this is yeah. a little bit new I, I think the the conflict used to be with with the young generation and the generation ahead of it but now it's two generations ahead of it or three sometimes you know so that's the difference this time around Marissa now you you're saying you're off moving today but uh, recently you were out west and uh, had a chance to meet with unless that was the intention of the uh, of the trip all along to meet with the health minister of Alberta what did uh, the two of you talk about that's right so I traveled across the country fairly regularly meeting with with politicians and in this case I was meeting with the I did meet rather with the health minister and Alberta uh, minister Shandro really nice guy. Um, we talked a lot about some sort of CARP's priorities, including um, funding for critical vaccinations, which the province doesn't currently fund uh, vaccinations like the high-dose flu vaccine. Um, as we head into flu season, it's critically important that seniors are getting that so that they're um, as protected as possible against 
uh, viruses like the flu, um, funding for things like uh, the shingles vaccine. Shingrex is an amazing vaccine. It would almost close to eradicate shingles um, if, if everyone was to get it. And then, you know, things like being properly vaccinated for pneumococcal pneumonia, for example. So making sure that funding's there. You know, one of the other things that came up, of course, though, uh, was long-term care. And we know that the challenges in long-term care are, um, you know, no province is immune from some of the challenges we've seen of late. And last week we heard of a story of a 94-year-old woman who was uh, confined um, to a room infested with bed bugs for several weeks. So, um, you know, there are some real challenges in the system, and that's one of the things that obviously the health minister uh, ought to be addressing in every province, frankly, across the country. Province and territory. Okay, we've got uh, Rob in Burlington who uh, we'll put on here momentarily, and he's got uh, a Remembrance Day story or two to share. 416 360 0740 or toll free 1 866 744 740. And be patient because uh, we have the next uh, roughly 50 minutes or so to, uh, to hear your story. So uh, good afternoon, Rob. Hello, Rob. I guess Rob was uh, unable to to wait, so we'll just move along. But one of the things people have been talking about since Saturday night, Don Cherry's Remembrance Day rant on Hockey Night in Canada's Coach's Corner segment. You people love you. you, They come here, whatever it is. You love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the the biggest price. Now, Cherry says he has said his piece and we'll leave it there. I find that a little hard to believe. I don't think Don usually leaves things anywhere, So, but maybe for now he's leaving it. Anyway, we won't. Again, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. What do you make of what you just heard, David? Well, I think you you have to unpack it into two parts. I think the part that was controversial when he said, you people come here, so that implies some difference among, uh, let's say, immigrants uh, it can be, I know some people interpret that as being racist. But the second part, you enjoy our way of life, give some thought to uh, the people that paid the, the highest price, I think is very appropriate on remembrance. That's the whole idea of remembrance. Yep. Day. And I think it's very easy to be caught up in the day-to-day uh, you know, reality of an over, overwhelmingly prosperous, functioning, you know, free society and forget uh, the, that sacrifice, which is why we need remembrance. So that part of what he said, I have no problem with. I think that you people come here, uh, you know, he was rolling as he is. He's, the words are flowing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the part maybe that was a little bit off. Yeah. Like he's been making that same rant for years. As long as I've, I can remember every, every sort of pre-remembrance day he he tells people to go out and buy a poppy and for those who don't you should you know you're 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 uh, overlooking the sacrifice of millions of canadians and and whatnot but this time he he kind of uh went off the rails a bit and 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 singled out a, a particular group or not a particular group he singled out immigrants i guess and and that's what's causing the firestorm and um in in, in years past when he did this um you know the head of cbc would apologize or try to shut him down and uh 
you know, there'd be backlash in, among the columnists. But this time, Ron McLean apologized too, which was even even McLean, who likes to let him go a bit, even he's backing off a bit and, and saying Don went too far. So uh, when you, when your thirty year partner says you're going too far, I, I, I think it says something, you know. If I could just chime in, the thing about Don Cherry, the target of his anger was just misplaced, right? Like, I don't know why he directed it at immigrants and, frankly, quite unfortunate. But you can sense that he's obviously very passionate about this subject. And I think it, you know, at a minimum, it got people talking about it. And we do need to... We do need to be talking about the sacrifices these men and women have have made for our country. And we do need to be educating younger generations. And we do need to ensure that everybody um, is honoring to these individuals. It was just, you know, I think, as I say, the target of his anger was certainly... um, Misplaced? Misguided, misplaced. Well, how do we put it? I mean, let's face it, with Dawn, there's, you know... As my late father would always used to say, uh, why look for a, a, a $10 word when a 50 cent one will do? So it's basically, it's the way it's put. Maybe not so much the message. It's just the way it was put that obviously offended uh, some people. Tony in Mississauga, what do you make of uh, what uh, Don Cherry said? And welcome, by the way. Hello? Hello, Tony? Hello. Go ahead. Uh, you have a comment on uh, Don Cherry? Yeah, I'm an immigrant Zoomer. I came to Canada as a seven-year-old. I'm 75 now, and I agree with him 100%. We came here, my family, my dad, my mother, my sisters, we worked our asses off to contribute to the country. People come today to take advantage of every system they can take advantage of, you know, and don't go as simply buying a coffee. I agree with him 100%. He, the immigration is all out of whack. People are here to take us for a ride. Canadians oh. are suckers. Tony, thank you very much. Vern in Waterdown, welcome. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. I'm listening to the radio at the same time. Well, turn that down and then just, phone. yeah, if you Sorry. can, yeah, it's okay. Turn the radio down and then just use the phone and uh, we'll be fine. Yeah, well, can you still hear the radio? No, I, I don't want to hear the radio. I want to hear you. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't see the program, but I heard, I read it in the paper this morning. And I've heard it on the radio just now, and uh, you know, like I, I agree with them a hundred percent. Well, do you think it just might be a generational thing? Well, no. We live in a free country because of the many Canadians that sacrificed themselves in two great wars. Keep us that way. And many of the newcomers come here because it's a free country, and they should remind us that the poppy is a symbol um, to us all of those that gave their lives. Okay, very good. Yeah, their refusal to wear a poppy uh, is, in my opinion, to, to disallow that memory of our soldiers. Vern, thank you very much for your time and your comments. Is it a ref- is it a refusal to wear a poppy, no. or is it just sort of you know ignorance? It could be that too. Yeah, I think it could it could be that in the in the case of some people. I think so, guys. Yeah, I think the law of averages. Some people just don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's true, Peter. It- 
it's hard to judge uh yeah why motives. why yeah. they're but um you know again um he he's made this observation before and he hasn't singled out any groups he just he's just said you know you people uh, you canadians he, he didn't say you people and then go down a, 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 a no, i think he did say you people he's called right. out young canadians he's called out yeah. you know so this time he 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 got a little bit more specific but he's he's made the same rat for as long as i've been listening to him so yeah he he just kind of went off the rails this time but I with think he some t- of the he wording took a constructive uh, albeit colorfully worded the way he does, he took a constructive observation about the fading of the memory, the passage of time, mm-hmm. taking for granted, needing to be reminded. All of that, I think, is quite mm-hmm. uh, appropriate. And then he spoiled it with that one little. And then ever since Saturday night, everyone's been pretty much a lot of people piling on. Uh, Ron and Guelph, uh, welcome. Well, thank you for taking my call. Um, listen to the other calls there. Um, I agree with Don Cherry, but like the others, uh, when he said, you people, I take offense to him saying, you people, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I drive a school bus, and for how many years I see, and this is why schools are open these days. When you and I went to school, a lot of us got November the 11th off, which did nothing for the kids. Well, now um, a lot of the immigrant um, children, adults that come here have no concept of what November the 11th is. Don't understand it. What? Why? Why are these people celebrating war and blah blah blah? And so I think it's important that the schools these days all have Remembrance Day uh, ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Very good point. I mean, I, yeah. my father was in the Navy in the Second World War, and my nephew um, fought in Afghanistan and survived. So, I mean, it's poignant for them, um, you know, that, that, you know, that we remember um, what they did. Um, obviously, my father survived, and uh, luckily my nephew did, but um, a lot of them didn't. And I think, um, I think we, we need to remember um, everybody that served in the, in the military. Uh, here, here. Ron and Guelph, thank you very much. You're welcome. And uh, Rob, you have a story for us. Quickly, I'd first like to honor two of uh, relatives, one an in-law and one is my grandfather. Uh, my wife's uh, uncle, at the age of 18, uh, signed up for the Seaforth Highlanders and spent the next uh, 43 to 45, <clears throat> excuse me, in the thick of the fighting at the meat grinder of Ortona in Italy and later in Northwest Europe, came home um, without a physical scratch on him. But his family lore has it uh, spent the next year or two trying to settle within himself what he'd experienced and was was termed the uh, the wild man of merit British Columbia until uh, he literally found Grace, his wife, who settled him down and he went on to become a productive and well-loved member of his community. And then my grandfather, who uh, at the age of 43 in 1915 uh, went down to a pub with some expatriate Brits like himself and thought it would be a great thing to sign up to help the mother country and indeed uh, went to Valcarche in Quebec and was shipped overseas. Um, now, because of his age, and the fact that he left six kids at home, uh, they put him in a construction battalion, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like it's too bad, except construction battalions often 
were very close to the front. They weren't trench troops, but they brought uh, supplies. They laid small gauge railways to bring supplies up and were often under shell fire. So it wasn't like his life was not in danger. And indeed, very near the end of the war, he was wounded or he was badly injured, which kept him from being shipped home when the war ended. And when he got home, he was embittered because he felt that uh, the, the parades had all happened, the parties had ended, and it was, oh, oh, you're back. And uh, he never felt supported as an injured. He had a bad hip, which kept him from doing any meaningful work. And he really felt kind of abandoned a little bit as a veteran, although in his own way, he was proud of his service because he belonged to the, the Legion and would uh, march in the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. well, the parade at exhibition on Veterans Day. Oh. And uh, he lived to the age of uh, 84, and I lived with him the last seven years of his life. Uh, he talked about his war experiences. Um, Uncle Denny out west would never <clears throat> talk about his experiences. Sorry. Okay. Just two different, very different uh, experiences of men who did what they felt right for the country. And and, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to tell you about them. And Rob in Burlington, thank you for their uh, their contributions, your family members' contributions. Thank you. Okay. All right. Take care. All right. Freedom of speech are rights we enjoy because of sacrifices made by men and women that such as uh, the two relatives we heard from from Robin Burlington, as we remember on this day. But in this rapidly changing technical world we live in, how easier to teach and reach younger generations about the ultimate sacrifices paid by so many than by a video game. However, Peter, David, and Marissa, we haven't forgotten the three of you, on Remembrance Island, which is built inside the popular survival game Fortnite, there's no violence. Royal Canadian Legion says as time goes on, we have to find new ways to reach young people and to tell the story of Canadian veterans, and it's a fantastic example of how to do just that. Marissa, do you agree? Um, so, with the video game? Yeah, but there's no violence in it. Yeah. Um, I, I think if I could just take a step back, I think it's unfortunate that we have to teach our younger generations through video game. On the one hand, I understand meeting them at their level, speaking to them at their language in order to educate them about things like this. But, you know, what happened to good old-fashioned reading of a book? Why not? Or, you know, and educating it is sort of the good old-fashioned way from, you know, parents. Why does it have to be through video games? I think that that would be my my one question. And that with respect to um, it not having violence, I suppose maybe the concern is that we know how violent video games can be. At the same time, we can't whitewash these things. We need mm-hmm. to be honest about what really went on so that people are truly educated and have the full knowledge. Yeah. Guys, my, Peter? Uh, my son plays Fortnite for hours, and and he um, he doesn't really read, uh, or, you know, he, he wouldn't watch a documentary on this, and, and this could be a, a way of, of reaching him, you know? Like, it, it, it is... You know, if we're worried about poppies disappearing, if Don's worried about that, uh, there's plenty of poppies in this Fortnite game, you know, that 
and and it would instruct young people. So. I, I don't I, I don't understand the gamer mentality myself whether they would just blow it off and, and go back to shooting you know but mm-hmm. but it's an effort that that might work you know? I, th- I think if it if it works it works I don't know I'm not familiar yeah. enough with it but one angle that I think is missing and I'm encouraged that you have your you know your next guest is going to talk about his experiences that not only the sacrifice they made, but the fact that Canada, and you could probably say the same thing in Australia or New Zealand, certainly in the United States, they went over there, in fact, that famous World War I song, over there, mm. without a direct threat to the homeland, to the mother country, or to our country. So you're getting on a ship, you're going somewhere else, you're laying down your life for an ideal where there is no direct threat uh, immediate threat. The Nazis are not coming across the border to invade uh, the wheat fields of the prairies the way they did the Ukraine, you know, if you will. There's no Stalingrad here. There's no city that got bombed here. And you're still going. What must your concept be of that kind of an ideal of freedom to make that level of sacrifice, not just to say, okay, we'll build some ships, we'll send them over, we'll run some factories, we'll, which we did as well, but to actually get on that ship and come, not come home, not see what you're fighting for, really, mm. not live to see what you're fighting for. I think that's just overwhelming, and that, I think, has been lost. And that's why it's so important to preserve these direct stories, I think, more so than a game. Listen to the people, listen to people like uh, Rob talk about his family or your guest who's a 90-something you know, veteran, I think, coming up on the show. Right. They did something that, to me, walking, you know, we're complaining, we just finished listening to the weather, leave a little early, give yourself more time. But this is our biggest worry is how to yeah. make it through uh, snow flurries that are tapering off. Yeah. And these guys went thousands of miles and didn't come back. And I don't know any, I don't know how to even Mm -hmm. uh, cope with that without hearing (laughs) directly from them. So I think these histories are very precious, very precious. Okay. All right. Very good. Then the Zoomer squad, Marissa Lennox, Chief Policy Officer Carp. Good luck with the move. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Peter Muggeridge, Senior Editor, Zoomer Magazine, and David Kravitz, Vice President, Zoomer Media and all things demographic. Thank you uh, very much for your time. The three of you. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.